Well, in the context of education, the term equity has come to mean the need to focus more directly, not simply on equal opportunity, that is making sure that kids have access to schools and the opportunity theoretically to learn, but really focusing on outcomes and results. And the analogy I often make is uh, most parents practice equity with their kids. That is, we don't treat all kids the same because they have different needs. And when in schools that, that are really focused on equity, they're trying to meet the different needs of kids and do so in ways with a focus on outcomes. Uh, schools are set up to be the, the equalizer of opportunity. That was the mandate early on, was that we would use education to promote merit, to promote talent, and so theoretically, you'd want to make sure that all kids, regardless of background, got similar educational opportunities. But that's not what we do. Obviously, if you go to school in the South Bronx, you get a very different education than if you go to schools in Scarsdale. But what's more, even within schools, we exacerbate inequity, because in many schools, there's a deliberate practice of assigning the best teachers to teach the highest achieving kids, and the least effective and least experienced teachers to teach the high need kids. This never works, but schools consistently do it largely because it serves their political purposes of both appeasing the parents of the high achieving kids and appeasing teachers with seniority. Parents play a critical role in influencing what schools do, uh, and sometimes they can exacerbate the inequities. And that's because the affluent parents who are highly educated and have lots of time on their hands can put pressure on the schools to get what they want. You can never blame a parent for trying to get the best for their kids. However, sometimes what that means is that some kids are getting more because their parents are able to put the pressure on, lobby the schools to get resources directed at their kids, whereas other parents either don't have the time, don't have the know-how, or aren't treated in the same way when they engage schools and therefore their kids don't get served as well. Well, the only way to really create equitable schools is to really focus on that as your goal um, and making sure that, first of all, that you have good leaders who have a vision that combines a commitment to academic excellence to a commitment to equity. And that's important because in this country, we tend to see the two as being conflicting goals. We tend to think that the more we do for excellence, the less we'll be able to do for equity because in our mind, there's only a small number of elite kids who are excellent, and we're going to give more to them, and that's what, for example, we're doing gifted programs. We give them the best, and then we forget about the rest of the kids. So we build in inequity. When we combine excellence and, and equity, what we're, what we're focused on is how do we make sure that all kids are exposed to high standards, quality teachers? How do we make sure that even the kids who come in who are further behind, who need more help, get that help? What we really should be aiming for are kids who are learning uh, ideas, knowledge, and skills that they can apply to their own situation. So they, they can understand the utility of what they learn and how it's relevant to their life circumstances. So I'll give you one example. I, a teacher I was working with in Oakland, California, uh, she had to teach environmental history, or environmental science rather, and she was interested in making connections between the students' lives that she was teaching and, and the subject. And so what she did, she asked me how she should approach it. I said, well, why don't you spend some time exploring this neighborhood? And you might get some ideas about the most critical environmental issues in this neighborhood. And the neighborhood was West Oakland. It's a neighborhood that has a lot of heavy industry, a lot of traffic. Um, it's an area with a lot of toxic sites. And as she drove the community, she saw that. She also saw that there were a lot of families in that, in that community that had gardens in the backyard. 
And uh, she imagined that many of those families were eating fruits and vegetables from those gardens and not aware of the fact that the soil was probably contaminated with lead, lead that was coming into the soil from the atmosphere. So what she did was she designed a whole unit uh, with her students, for her students, on the effects of lead in the environment. And it started by showing how lead goes from the industry or from the cars into the atmosphere, how it goes from the atmosphere into the soil through the rain, uh, what happens when you, how it goes from the soil into the plants, and then what happens when you ingest those plants, particularly in small children whose brains are first developing, and lead contamination really can have a very damaging effect on the development of children's brains. She then taught her kids how to do soil testing, and they went out into the community to test the soil for lead content, and they mapped uh, where the lead contamination was greatest, and they produced these very intricate charts showing what was causing this contamination, that is, its proximity to a freeway or to a foundry or some other kind of heavy industry. Uh, after they produced the report, the kids were very concerned because of what they had learned. And they said to the teacher that they felt they had to do more than merely produce the report, that they needed to do something with the information now. And she agreed, and they contacted the county health commissioner and approached the county health commissioner about um, uh, doing something about this problem. And after reading their report, hearing them speak very uh, intelligently and passionately about this problem, what the county health commissioner agreed to do was, first of all, send out a letter to all the residents in this neighborhood in West Oakland, warning them of the effects of toxics um, lead and lead contamination in the soil, but also offering free topsoil for any family that wanted gardens but didn't uh, have the ability to get uh, clean topsoil. And uh, I often point that as an example because my bet is that those kids will know about the effects of lead in the environment forever. And that's because they were able to see how what they were learning could be used in a way that could really improve their lives and their community.